Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Please remember that this vlog and podcast deals with adult themes, so if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. This week, I'm talking with Mason Deru. Master Mason Deru is a primal master who began his walk into the public kink scene in 2009. He has dominion over Miss Kimmy Deru, and together they form La Maison Deru. Mason is also the commander of La Mute de Rougarou, the Rougarou Pack. He is a uniform fetishist, pony trainer, erotic photographer, and also loves the littles. Mason leverages his relative youth to build bridges among several kinky tribes and subcultures, allowing the voices of both past and current generations of kinksters to be heard. Mason is presented at Best, Black Rose, Clue, Weekend Reunion, and several mass chapters. Mason is the president of the Master Dominant Consortium and is one of the founding members of the Leather Houses of Color Coalition. He is a member of Mass DC Pan and Mass Washington, and is also an alumnus of the MTTA Academy, Master Training XX. Mason resides in Southern Maryland. Welcome to the show, Mason. Good to be here, Doc. So, um, one of the things that you and I had talked about when we were talking about possible topics was looking at... um, how you get from military to master, because a lot of people, particularly within the leather community um, and um, people who practice authority transfer-based relationships, take some traditions, some ideas from military life, or they think they do. Um. And there are a lot of a lot of takeaways that you can can bring from the military over into your dynamic. I like that the military can be very regimented when it wants to be. There's no question as to who's in charge. There's no question as to how much authority someone has. It's in the regulations. It's it's we don't do anything without a regulation. And even though that even though we can create our identities, we can structure our dynamics the way that we want it. I think the military is a good baseline in the sense of anything that you need, so long as it's not classified, anybody can go out there and get it. Anybody can go out there and read it. Anybody can go out there and verify it. So that allows for um, a building of a civilian manual, so to speak, by looking at military materials because it's all there. Uh, that can be done, um, but that can come from anywhere. It can come from the military, it can come from Boy Scouts, it can come from Girl Scouts, it can come from corporate. Um, anything that has a set of rules, an outline of acceptable behavior, um, and 
you know, that'll work. And I teach people use what works. Don't reinvent the wheel. Now, quite a few people are veterans. The military has a panache. It has, most importantly, it has an enforcement mechanism. Right. So when you step out of line, we can actually do something about it. So I like that we have the credibility of the things that we do in the military that can transition out. But we got to make sure that, that we understand that when we apply it outside of the military and into our dynamics. So, I've, I mean, I know quite a number of people who have military background, and, and it, it's very clear that they take from their military background into the dynamic, and it's, in fact, seamless. But I've also known a number of people over the years who have no background, um, but seem to kind of hodgepodge things together from various military services, not all of it matches up. Um, how difficult is it to do to, to kind of actually bring this in with no background, do you think? It depends on what your source material is. It depends on who is actually in the dynamic. You can have individuals with no background who may be dependents of, you know, the parents may be in the military or they may have had an actual example in the home. And you may have had someone who just watched Full Metal Jacket and said, yeah, I want to just like that. Um, it depends on that source material. It depends on the person that's in that dynamic. What type of followership style do they have? What type of leadership style does the D-type have? Um, so sometimes it can be that you can kind of fake it till you make it and get that hodgepodge and it's the right combination. And sometimes it's, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. Although, yeah, well, there's, there's always a lot of that though. <laughs> there's always a lot of that. I mean, when I, I always find it fascinating because, um, I think what I like about the people that I've known that pull from the military is how structured they are. And that not everybody does this in a structured way. You know, not everybody does MS in a structured way, even though there is a hierarchical dynamic there. Well, the beauty of that is not everything in the military is done in a rigid, rigid, rigidly structured way. And that's what I teach in my presentation on this is that most people have the basic training module. They have the drill sergeant module, the drill instructor, the military training instructor. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to tell you what you got to do, when to do it, how to do it. I'm going to be your daddy for eight weeks. That ends after basic training. And it almost never was the case if you were on the commissioned officer side. Right. Whereas at basic, you know, when you have that, that MTI or that DI that's kind of the center of your whole existence, on the other side, all they give you is a mission and you figure it out. You have to figure out how long, to what extent, how many people, what resources do you have? So it really depends on what, where you're drawing from that, 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 that touches inside to say, hey, I want a military basis. But too many people think there's just one. And there's not just one military tradition. There are many. Whole lot. I mean, we have four services, five if you count the Coast I mean, yeah, the Coast Guard. So Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, we have a military tradition in the sense that we can interact with each other. But the Army has their way. The Air Force derived from the Army, so we have our way. Um, the Marines derive from the Navy, but they have their own traditions. The Navy itself have their traditions. So 
it's hard to just say, yeah, I'm going to use a military tradition. You have to break that down and, and, and specify which one, to what extent, what are you pulling, what won't work, et cetera. And also, what are the goals? What's the purpose of using this? That's also, um, that's a good thing with the military um, in using that example, because normally there is. There's normally, why are we doing this? If we can't figure out why we're doing it, we're not going to do it. Right. Uh, because we're wasting, our, we're wasting time, we're wasting money. Um, you can have, and, and some people even see that in basic training. A lot of people don't know the purpose of basic training. It has a purpose, all this yelling and screaming and messing up your bed. and There's a purpose for all that. And if the, if the average civilian doesn't know that purpose, then they can take things that have a purpose and, for lack of a better term, repurpose them. Mm -hmm. You take it out of its context, you take it out of its meaning, and you really are going to have people asking you, why the heck are we doing this? Right. But that's if you, because you don't know the purpose to begin with. And, and the purpose is, I mean, let's look at, let's just take Full Metal Jacket, okay? What was the purpose of it? Screaming and breaking people down? And Well, they were getting ready to go to war. Right. And basic training was a cheap way of figuring out, okay, if you can't handle this, what happens when the bullets start flying? When right. the bombs start falling? If you can't handle me yelling and give you a little love tap, I'm not going to trust you to pick your weapon up and fire at the enemy. So, and someone who doesn't know that, they just think, yeah, it's discipline, like, yell at you, and break it. Okay, you broke me down. Now what are you going to do? You're going to leave me broken down on the floor like some eggshells, or are you going to put me back together? And how are you going to put me back together? What is the goal of all this? How are you going to reconstruct me? Right. So, I mean, you want a functioning soldier out of that. You want somebody you can depend on who will take orders, um, who uses their brain, and who is going to stay alive. I mean, that's clearly what the idea is if you're going into battle. You'll be amazed. I mean, people don't think that far. You know, we, as military veterans, we know this because we're taught it. Everybody is taught it. And that's a big difference between the military and BDSM. You pick up BDSM however you get it. You hope that you're around some people that know. You hope you're around some people that can give you some context and discernment. But it's not guaranteed. Whereas if you are in the Navy, you probably went through Great Lakes. If you're in the Air Force, you probably went through Lackland. If you're in the Marines, you probably went through either Paris Island or San Diego. Army, Lord knows. Pick one. Um, <laughs> but everyone has that baseline. Every airman, soldier, sailor, Marine can look at their fellow troop and say, I know that they have at least this much training, this much knowledge. This is important. Mm -hmm. This is an important thing because, and it's something that I, I think I've ended up talking a lot with people recently about education and about the fact that, you know, we're out there playing on the edge. So some of what we do is dangerous. <laughs> some of what we do is physically dangerous. Some of what we do is emotionally dangerous to certain people, right? So, and I would argue that it could be in the right context to anyone because that's about context. And yet we don't have a consistent way of learning. Nobody's screening. Like in the military, you're looking at 
at what condition do these guys come through and these gals come through basic training in? And those that are falling apart to bits don't go any further. And there's a reason for that because they're not going to survive. We don't have any screening and we don't have a standard set of educational processes, at least not that um, are well known enough that many people are willing to go through, go through them. Well, it's, it's a dichotomy and, and I, and I, acknowledge that some of my thinking contradicts other parts of my thinking. Yep. Um, I can't remember who it was. I'm, I'm hesitant to, to quote them if I get it wrong. But the paraphrase was, for being a bunch of sexual outlaws, we sure have a bunch of rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on certain parts, yes, I want the freedom to dictate my dynamic, what happens, you know, this experience, these experiences with people, you want that freedom. But on the other hand, when people are asking for the structure, the, the, the regimen, then again, where's the credibility to say this person knows what they're doing, this person knows what they're doing. And one of the things I teach in my class, I actually have it in my wallet, is my discharge papers. Right. And my discharge papers, anybody can go look that up. If you have my government name, Anybody can go look that up. You can look it up. Your listeners can look it up. You don't even have to be in the United States. All you got to do is pick the phone up, call Joint Base San Antonio Randolph and say, hey, give me the record on so-and-so and so-and-so, and you'll get the record. You'll have proof that I served. You'll have proof that I'm who I said I was and did the things that I said I was going to do. Whereas here, what is the baseline? What is the, the timeline? When does it start? When did it end? Do you have a break in service? Do you have, you know, okay, this person said that you were this role. Okay, well, who is said person? How do they have the credibility to, to say it? And, and that's where my thinking tends to contradict each other because sometimes I wish we had that. Well, we can pick the phone up. Hey, who is master so-and-so? Who is girl so-and-so? Where did they get trained? Who trained them? How were they trained? And I know that goes part and parcel against the freedom that we want to create our own identities. Indeed. But I also understand the desire to know that. Um, and, and in fact, I was talking with Mama Vi about learning and, and, and um, how we learn to think and how uh, we used to learn to think and how it's not taught the same now. Um, we were taught to ask questions. We were taught to analyze. We were taught to seek source materials. All of that was about teaching us how to be discerning thinkers. And if you're able to be a discerning thinker, then you need a less rigid structure. I, I, I would agree. Um, and, and I don't know where it changed or when it changed. Um, I know in some schools, certain teachers did encourage you, hey, don't take my word for it, go research this, go. Yep. And I know other schools, there was a history book, I'm sorry, a civics book, telling us who the speaker of the house was two speakers of the house ago. Because the book was so old. And I pointed that out and I was a threat now. Well, yeah. the book says, well, the book was in 1987. I don't even know why I was sitting there arguing the point. Right. So I, I don't know. Th there's so many different reasons that it happened. But 
especially here in BDSM, and I say it all the time, I question if people really want the things they're asking for. Yep. Because with this whole military thing, you can be military, old guard, whatever, you know, whatever you want to come up with. When it goes wrong, people tend to blame that. Hey, I had this military structure and it didn't go well. So it must have been something with the structure. Not me, not you, not our circumstances, not, you know, I didn't have the knowledge. It was, well, I was this and it didn't work. So it had to be this. And that's not how it goes. Well, and and that's, I mean, that's one of the problems. I think at this point, I'm inclined to say that what we, what people need to learn as a baseline, if they're going to engage in this way, is how to think and how to evaluate data and how to make sense out of things like, you know, like making sense out of research. So go and do your own study. The number of times I tell people, go and vet somebody. And, and their idea of vetting somebody is a five-minute conversation or, or five-minute conversation with one or two people. And then they're surprised when the person turns out not to bear any resemblance to that five-minute conversation. It's not just go and vet someone. It's go and vet what people are saying. It's, it's go learn, go read sources, talk to lots of people about things, and then make your own mind up. The, the purpose of vetting isn't, isn't to call someone out. It's not to say that person's not real and this person's not real. It's to have a bunch of information so you can make an educated decision. Well, even in the military, we say that the military is a microcosm of society. I mean, we say that outside the military. And the problem is people want to put walls up in BDSM away from, I guess you'd call the muggle world, the mundane world, vanilla world, however you want to reference that, the non-kink world. And it's like, why are you leaving your common sense at home? Exactly. And we kind of don't do a whole lot of vetting and dating either. You know, we swipe left, boom, here we go. Yeah. So it, it's no different. And again, in, in, in the military, it's the same thing. Every problem we have in the military, you can find it outside the military. Right. Because all we are is bringing that stuff. We're bringing ourselves into this situation. So, you know, you hear the old concept, you know, military is going to change it. You're going to be a change person. Well, not really. You have to want to change. So if you were a piece of crap before you got in the military, now you're a piece of crap with a uniform and weapons training once you get in here. So it's the same thing. With BDSM, you know, if you weren't never taught how to vet a date, how to ask questions, how to look at a Facebook profile, let's look at mutual friends and, and postings and this and that, you're not going to have the skill set over here. No. Or a pup or a slave or a sub. Correct. Correct. And I mean, I think, and it doesn't really matter which side of the slash you're on either, because there is just as much fuckuppery. <laughs> you know, on each side. And, and as a, I mean, as a psychologist, one of the things that I remember speaking with people at length about when I first started teaching around this was that, you know, as a community, we're more accepting because we are, as a community, on the outskirts of mainstream community. And as a result of that, we're more accepting of difference than the mainstream community is. Well, what that means is then is that we get a larger proportion of people who have difficulty because they are not being, we're not screening them out essentially. 
right? Because we, we don't screen people out easily because we don't, feel, we don't feel good about that. So we're more likely to accept everybody. And that's actually not helpful. It's not helpful to tell somebody who wants to be a slave who actually it would be psychologically harmful to put themselves through that process that they're welcome to go through a process. Well, it's not helpful. It's not healthy either. No. Um, bearing that burden for everybody. We're going to accept everybody. I don't have the spoons for all that. I don't have the energy. I don't have the resources for all that. No. The military doesn't. That's why military can only get paid for so many people a year. That's a congressional mandate. You can have as many people as you want, but we're only going to pay for X number of people. So y'all figure it out. And because we don't have this structure of this is what this is, this is what this is, this is what this is, we almost have to accept at a certain level everybody. And that's where I start butting heads with a lot of folks because I, I, ma I made a comment about community. And I said the way that people think about community, I don't believe in it. Because most people, when they say community, they're thinking about the people who are like them and people that they like. And almost every community I've been a part of ain't like that. If I walk outside my house right now and go down to the corner store, someone's going to ask me for some change. Someone's going to be out on the street corner with a short skirt and clear heels. We, you know, never mind. Um, there may be some quote-unquote undesirables, but the problem is we filter that out and when we do that we don't give we don't give those types of things that do attention we right. don't talk about okay well these predators are not part of our community actually yes they are Thank they're you. very much a part of the community and we got to talk about it and do something about it but well, as long as the other people we keep them over here they're other they're not a part of us we are abdicating our accountability to deal with the problem and even acknowledge that a problem exists. So there's two points that come up for me on that. Well, one is that I completely agree with that. Um, and that, I mean, what, like, a predator's job is to find prey. I say this regularly. And so there's a lot of good prey over here, right? <laughs> Fresh. There is. There is because people aren't screening in the way that they should because of that false belief, we don't have predators in our community. You know, it's a big false belief. On the other side of that, people don't know how to screen properly anyway. So, you know, sometimes when someone's called out, they've made a mistake. They've been called out, they've made a mistake. They're not a predator, they've made a mistake. Other people who were never called out prey on one person after another, after another, after another. Because people don't, it's not just they leave their common sense at the door, they don't even, they don't have the skill set coming into this. I have a specialized skill set. I have it because I'm a psychologist. I also have it because of the type of psychology, parts of the type of psychology I chose to study. I worked in the, the prison system for a while because it was of interest to me. So I've got a diploma in forensic medicine and science. So I've got a skill set <laughs> that allows me to make, I guess, finer distinctions in terms of looking at, if we just use predators, predators or, or somebody who's mentally ill or, you know, all these things, I, can, I have a better chance of seeing. That doesn't mean that I'll never fall prey. 
just because you have knowledge doesn't mean that you'll be able to apply it all the time. And it doesn't mean that somebody won't be so sophisticated that you'll miss it. But if we don't talk about this, as you say, if we keep othering all of this, we are far more at risk. The whole community that we want to create is at risk. Well, what we got to do is we got to break the wall down. We have to let people know that there is no wall between BDSM and the rest of it. I mean, we have the dungeon walls when we go somewhere, but I think more people have the skill set and they want to give themselves credit for. So, you know, it sounds elitist. You got to have skill set. You got to have this, you know, diploma, da, da, da. And it's not. You can be a customer service. You can sit at Target all day and listen to who's BSing you and who really did buy the thing and left the receipt. and what. You can recognize games. Okay. Indeed. And, and, and that's where we need to let people know, take all of the skills that you have and utilize them. Don't leave them at the door because it ain't sexy time at work. Bring that home. Bring it to the dungeon. Bring it to the event. And I think fewer and fewer of these incidents will happen because we'll have the communication skills well, have the discernment skills. We got people watching Law and Order all the time. And you don't have to be a lawyer to know that there are degrees to crime. First degree assault, second degree assault, fifth degree assault. Indeed. Battery, whatever. So we 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 can pick up those skill sets. But well, we, yeah. have, we have to convince ourselves that it actually is a skill set, and we have to convince ourselves to apply it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's not about being elitist. I can teach the same skills that I learned to anyone, right? You just have to w be willing to open your eyes. And as you say, I mean, people have half the skills already. They just turn it off. You know, we turn off our fear sensor completely. And we do a bizarre thing, or many people do a bizarre thing in our community, which is they only use it for fun, <laughs> right? So they turn off... The, 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 the other valuable parts of the fear sensor and, and they only use it for fun, which is really bizarre. You know, I mean, you just take it all in. Why kind of shut that down when it can actually help you? In the and, and, and that goes back to training. That goes back to, and, and again, some people say I'm making excuses or this and that. I'm like, look, I always default to power. I always, if there's a problem, I'm looking for the person with the power. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics, sexy, sensual, and intimate. Thanks for listening. <laughs>